Welcome back to OPA Podcast, episode 74. Today, we are just joined by the three of us today. Uh, Soup, say hi. Hello. Along with Wyatt. Hi. And myself, Jason O. Uh, Griffin is currently traveling right now. He's currently in Stockholm. Uh, is that Sweden? I don't know geography. That is Sweden. Thank you. But yes, he's traveling right now, so um, he will be absent for today's episode. But he'll he has some stuff to chime in um, as we go throughout the episode. But to go from there, we were just chatting about this before airing. We were trying to find the right term of what the Gophers went through this past Saturday, and, and we're going with they got boat raced by Purdue. Um, I need to pull up the score because I I want to forget about it. Uh, thirty to forty nine this past Yikes. Saturday. It's bad. Really bad. Blah. And I think, um, I I'll say this: like we had the first drive, it looked good. Yeah, the whole the, the whole first half was like weird but fine. Yeah. And then our and defense. Then it just it <laughs> didn't get better in the second half. Well, they just like never got a stop. Yeah. yeah and- the second half is usually sort of the defense's cleanup half. The defense plays better in the second half most of the time. Not the last, like, not this whole season, though, right? I mean... Sands, like, the beginning of the year. Yeah, if you look at the out-of-conference slate... I yeah, think like, conference play, end. though, is what I'm saying, right? Um it's tough to say with some of these games just because so few points were scored anyway. Um, like Iowa, really, Iowa, yeah. Iowa's really tough to tell because you don't, you just don't know. That one, I don't care. We won. That one, just like I don't, I don't care. I'm just saying, like as a trend, the defense and conference play has like given up these huge runs to like Northwestern and Illinois, right? All these games they've lost, they've lost in the second half, and like, it, yeah. The first half was just also very bad. Like, Purdue's first four drives go for touchdowns. Like, that's completely unacceptable. To their quarterback, Hudson Card, who wasn't doing too good until this, until up, uh, up until this week of the game, or uh, last week. Like, no. I think, what was it? Like, they were ranked in eight, like between 80 and the 90th in passing and rushing overall in FPS. And, they they ran like total yards of offense was over six hundred yards this game. Yeah, you give up yep. six six hundred yards to anybody, you're gonna lose. And that's kind of what happened, right? Like this is a two and seven Purdue team that you guys, you know, this should have been like a get right game for you to get on track and get some motivation before going into the next game to just you know get blown out by Ohio State, which is going to be fun to talk about. But, um, yeah, this was, like, your opportunity to, like, get things back on track. And you just – you can't put a complete game together for whatever reason. Like, your offense has given you, like, almost 60 points in the last two two games, and you've lost both of them. Like, I think the last, like, two, three games of the offense – has been some of the best it's been all season, and they've lost those games, right? They scored 30-plus against Northwestern, and they lost that game, right? Like, these are games that you should have. It's like as they play, they start playing offense. They just forget how to play defense, which is... Yeah, they just give up big play after big play, and in this game, they finally go for touchdowns. Like, they've been good at keeping those from becoming touchdowns, and, like, limiting those to field goals they've been good at. But this was the game where they just kind of, like, regressed to the mean all at once. And, like, you know, I think part of it's because of injury. You give no Cody Lindenberg out there, which interesting tinfoil hat thing I've heard on the Twitter sphere that's definitely, like, I don't know, it's just, like, a coaching theory thing. So it doesn't – it's it's just interesting to think about. So – Cody missing this game allows him to play a fourth game against like 
Ohio State and Wisconsin will be his th- like third and fourth games. So he can get a medical red shirt and get an extra year of eligibility and come back next year. Interesting. Well, conspiracy right there. So I'm just putting. I'm just saying that that is an interesting thing to think about. Um, for Cody having the best game of his lo- of his career here, probably against Illinois, and then all of a sudden he's injured again. So yeah, I guess we'll see. And then another linebacker who I know we kind of like hit on him a hardest when he doesn't make the tackles or plays, but Maverick Baranowski going out. Um, yeah, in the second quarter in the game, and he had been playing better too. Yeah. I think like most improved as the season has gone on, like trial by fire, you know, learning from his mistakes and growing. I think that's what we kept, we've been asking of him, and just to see him like just sitting, standing on the sideline, can't go back out there to play. And I, I think it was likely a concussion, possibly, but uh, it looked like he was holding his arm to arm. me. Okay. Um, but that's really unfortunate because like you said you know maverick has really improved a lot this season and that's been a a nice development but they're down to like it's very thin there and they're down to like a true freshman getting his first snaps in a big 10 game and they just attacked they just attacked the poor kid like the rest of the game it was like uh... they just started running zone read and like making this kid like make a decision and he was just like always wrong and I think we also saw like the worst game from the defensive line all year because I really expected them to have m- much more of an impact on this game. Oh, definitely. Like uh, the touch on the guy, it was true freshman linebacker, Matt Kingsbury, who just got slaughtered this game by the Purdue offense. Well, I mean, but, yeah, um, that's going to happen. Like they're just going to attack the new guy. Yeah. The coaches all see that. And it's, it's just the nature of where they're at injury-wise there, and they keep trying to play, like, zone coverage mm-hmm. for pass, and they just people just don't know their assignments because they just don't have that many reps together and all of these things. And, like, that position is, like, very hard in this Joe Rossi defense because you have a lot of responsibility. And then you make a mistake in that kind of coverage, and it's just, like, so easy yep. for a quarterback, right? But, though, uh, back to the D-line, like, I was sh- – not shocked, but I was like, had that WTF, like where, where has been that pressure we've had the last two weeks? Um, like obviously our defense dominated Michigan state a few weeks ago. Um, besides that one busted play to get that touchdown to put Illinois up 27, 26, I thought we were competitive, but I was just, I'm not sure what happened with that D line. Um, and then same thing as you mentioned. I mean, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad game, and I think it's okay. Like, units have bad games, but it's just magnified by like all these things we've been talking about, right? With like injuries at linebacker, you're down to inexperienced guys, and like, I think people hear PJ say that after the game and get upset, and I think it's fair, but he also has a point. Like, I agree with people who are like, well, the depth should be better at this point, and it's like, mm-hmm. well they're down to like middle linebacker four, you know, it's like, it's, it's not that in the middle of a game, like this kid probably hasn't even gotten like second team, a lot of second team reps yet, you know, like yep. he's still learning, still physically getting ready for the big 10 and he gets exploited and their whole position group gets exploited because, you know, kind of the issue with the defense this year has been, they've been trying to jump these plays and make more explosive plays on defense and they're just getting burned for it a lot more this year. And what I've noticed too, and I'm not sure if this is what Joe Rossi wants to. You you can tell when Cody or Mavericks on the field. Do you guys ever notice like they're the ones always if the if this if there's a, pl- a change in the play or they're your make, signal callers, or, yeah, yeah, or your assignments like they've been your signal callers on the defensive side of the ball. Once you lose Both those gone. two guys, yeah, there's no one. I I hate I don't want to say no one, but like there has been a third person to like take the reins if those two are off the field. And as you can tell, Maverick has greatly improved, got better with you know sick play uh, with the, with the play calling on his side to make sure our guys are set. Because remember, Cody was out for a good chunk of games in season two. So once you lose that, I think as you said, Sue, it just magnified the whole thing. You know, the depth of linebacker, D line not getting pressure. 
and you know not guys not going to assignments just magnify it and boom we we let Purdue score 49 points all touchdowns um and that was the result and our offense can only muster 30 points with some of them being um, questionable um especially with some fourth downs but we'll get to that but yeah it yeah, but thirty points should be enough to win you this game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like that's it's kind of like you give up twenty eight points in the first half in the first four drives, and like you you you're kind of hanging with them, and you come close at the end there to you know scoring another touchdown almost. And the the I hate the punt though, but that's whatever. Like the punt is like super lame from like their from like your own forty eight or whatever it was. You know, like, bleh. but I don't know. I think the offense should be kind of commended for this game because if you look at the numbers, they're like very good. They're very efficient. And this is a game that the offense should have won. Like, and Ethan wasn't really good in the second half at all. But that's, I think, a different conversation than like what they accomplished against this team. I think we should note the positives, though, from, like, this game offensively. Crab makes an amazing catch in the end zone to score that touchdown. Same thing with, um, was it Daniel Jackson? Um, yeah. Like, D-Jack's still really good. Newsflash. Yeah. D-Jack is really good. And then Crab, despite being out for a majority of the season, you know, still had the finesse to catch that ball with one hand and bring it to his chest. So, like... Those were great. Like I think there's silver lining. I know why. Um, we when we did it last last episode of the pod, you know, try to find the positives in all yeah. this. Like, I like we still have a good receiving core. No, I think the I think the offense is like finding. I think the offense has the personnel and they have the got they have the confidence where if you're going to play man coverage against them, like Purdue does a lot of the time, like they're totally fine just pushing the ball downfield against those teams like I think that's like a good development to see that they were just like willing to keep throwing and keep throwing because that's how they were making plays and they kept making plays and they scored 30 points and like this should be a game that they win you know 30 to uh or 28 or whatever to like 23 you know what I mean like and we should be like all right like the offense won a game oh oh my god but like you just can't give up 600 yards to this Purdue team. Like, you give up 300 yards rushing. They've been good against the run all year, but they just fall apart in a game where their offense really needed them. And their offense didn't need them to do that much. Thank you, yes. Their offense needed them to prevent Purdue from scoring three of the seven touchdowns they scored. Yeah. And that's a that's a they win that football game. Stop Purdue three times and you can win that football game. Yeah. And they just they couldn't do it. And you know I want to point out that the leader in uh, win percentage added for this game for the Gophers is Brevin Spanford, fifteen percent added. I thought he was wonderful, and I would have loved I would love to see them get in the ball more. I mean, I think I think the accuracy issues are warranted for Ethan, but at least they are trying right now. I guess question mark. Is it can it get better without him throwing the ball? I mean, what? I mean, I think, yeah, I think Ethan really needs to develop his like short kind of touch game. Yeah. Like his like, you know, his like his like nine iron and in, you know what I mean? Like those throws I think he needs to develop a little more touch on right now. And I don't think he's confident in them. And I think that's kind of hurting because that's kind of where Brevin shines and then after the catch. But I kinda I, I really like that what they did in the first half, but like it feels like they kind of over adjust in the second half where they just go away from things that were working sometimes and try and like out like outthink the other coaches. But it's to me it's like just like it's like, you know, when you play Madden, like you really only have like seven or eight plays that you really like. 
and like you just are like you have to be able to stop these. I'm going to do slight variations of these from different formations, and whichever one you can't stop, we're just going to do until you stop it. And then we're and gonna switch to something else that you then can't stop. Exactly right, and they just like <laughs> try and like get ahead of that, and it's just like just don't. Like, it's okay. And I think they really miss, like, the Darius Taylor right now. And it's a shame they don't trust Sean Tyler. And Zach Evans isn't fully healthy. So, you know, I think it's they're in a tough spot right now, honestly, when it comes to, like, how the health is affecting the top of the roster. So it's unfortunate because, you know, they're all their – their analytics numbers are all so good on offense for this game. Like we've been saying all all year, they need to be better of you know staying ahead of the sticks, right? Like being successful on early downs. They were forty nine percent successful on early downs this game. That's a huge improvement for them. And you know, they're like forty four percent on late downs, which I think hurt them. But overall, they were pretty efficient on offense and. It's it. They just, Jason, you mentioned this earlier. They just can't put a complete game together for some reason. Like defense lost you the game, but offense tried to will us alive. And they made their mistakes too. Like yep. there's some key drops on offense. I think they had four or five drops, but a couple from Elijah Spencer and you know stuff like that. But again, like this is like the best we've seen the offense play so far consecutive in, in like consecutive yeah. games they've been pretty they've like gotten better they've been efficient like they're not really putting the passing game away completely like they're they're going to it a little more and then there's execution errors that are coming but like they're kind of finding a rhythm here they've put up points in their last few games and i think um this is an interesting stat i got from uh, ryan burns and uh, in Athens' first 12 starts, he had seven big-time throws. In the four games since the bye week this year, how many do you guys think he has? 21. Oh, Love where your head's at, Jason. <laughs> Quiet. It's actually it's 13, but that's 13 in four games as opposed to seven over his first 12. So... I mean, he had five against Purdue, which was a career high in one game for him. So I think he's playing better with, like, the game script and the stuff they put together for the first half. And I think when they adjust and it's, like, not the stuff that they've made, some stuff maybe they haven't worked on all week, but, you know, like, this works against this coverage, you know, we, you know what I mean? But we practiced this a couple weeks ago, you know, stuff like that. I think it's a little slower for him in the second half. And once you get like deeper into that playbook and that's okay right now for him, but I think that's kind of where you're seeing these issues pop up. With that in mind though, too, um, look, uh, a little bit of digression here, but after this past weekend of games, Iowa sits now alone and first for the big 10 oh. West. They're going to win 10 games. I'm going to, I hate it. Yeah. And then um, there's right now a five-way tie for second. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Us, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Um, obviously, Purdue is the lone one in seventh. So it's, it's absolute chaos <laughs> um, in the West these past couple of weeks. Just a garbage division. It this is it's kind of poetic though, right? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like this is the last year of the Big Ten West. This is how it should be. Just being absolute yeah. chaos and shit until <laughs> Iowa goes to the Big Ten Championship again. Your <laughs> end, we're gonna be garbage. Yeah, Michigan gets disqualified. Ohio State goes, and Iowa's like at the like Citrus Bowl or some weird like something like that, right? So annoying. Or or Outback Bowl or whichever decent bowl game they get. <laughs> yeah. 
but we have we have the thing that matters. The pig. <laughs> we got the pig. But um I do want to touch on uh lastly on special teams. Um not much to say besides I'm not sure why this one still resonate like still in my mind. Oh, I think their special teams weren't the worst special teams out there today. Yeah, that was that was something. It was, but I think um, I think uh, what was it? Dragon missed. I didn't know we missed a field goal until like, I had to watch the replay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was a 39 yarder, which it's he a tough one. Yeah, which he usually makes, but it was. I was like, ouch, that kind of hurts. Whatever. But yeah, all right. It's just whatever. Like, I don't care. He's not my issue at this point. True. It's like, still like we like we love Dragon. At least like <laughs> I'll been... echo I'll echo PJ Flex comments about uh Michigan when it comes to Dragon Kessich. Did you hear about that? Oh, uh, was it the I have ninety nine problems and Michigan ain't one of them? Yes. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Yep. That's me with Dragon Kessich. We got 99 problems and Dracon ain't one of them. So, but I know we have two more games left in the season, but I wanted to ask this to you guys. Man, we have one more game left. One more game. Uh, but how do you guys feel so far at what we've seen? I know, like, we've been bitching about it like all week or all like all season, but like, like, where do you guys stand? Like, in terms of like what you see in our current team? Because if you think about it, likely we're going six and six or if somehow we blow it with wisconsin which is likely five and seven where where do you think this is all headed and where you guys think about oh, the roster I think, no wisconsin becomes like a, a must win game for you this year losing yeah. to wisconsin at the end of the year and then not being bowl eligible would be like a would be like a nightmare scenario for vibes going into the off season. I know, like, I was just saying, like, hey, like it's, you have it, the it you have happen. the pig to point to, but like this Wisconsin team, like you are better than, but whatever. Yeah. Like, I think I'll start off like. Right now, looking at the current team, I I think we got better after the bye, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. So I think that is a great great development going into the new new year new season especially the growth for athan as you mentioned mm -hmm. soup like he needs to get better in his like you know short yardage throws and playbook which he's been struggling with and maybe get developed like you know learn the officer because i think maybe it's just me but i think when you shifted from kirk shiraka offense as your oc and quarterbacks coach so now greg harbo who wasn't in that position um i think there's gonna be some learning pains and I think that was what happened early season. But I think going forward, offense will be better from what I'm seeing. Well, it has been better. Yeah, it has been. And, and I think it will get better. Um, kind of like, again, the expectations we had at the end of last season going into this one was that we thought Ethan would take the next step. Um, it, it was more like he stayed the same at the start of the season and then got better. Well, he's showing some progress. Yeah, maybe not as much as we would have liked, but um, I, I, mean, I don't I think Ethan took a full step. Yes, but I, I, you know, I think that he's shuffling forward. Yeah, yeah sure, that's fair. That's it. And then, like, yeah, uh, that's on Ethan. And then going on to the running back room, um, I know PJ said something about like if we don't have more money nil, we might lose a Darius Taylor kind of player. I mean, he's not wrong. Which is you know right on that part but if if we assume the case of Darius Taylor coming back um Zach Evans and Jordan Newbin because I think Bryce Williams is done after this yeah, this season which okay thanks for confirming that then you have Bryce Williams has to be like 30 years old <laughs> honestly <so. laughs> yeah. but you think about it we have that now pair in a spare like Darius and Zach are amazing runners and then both need to get healthy. Need to get healthy, but then you know, as your spare, um, Jordan's looking good too. So I'm confident in the running back. We just got to get healthy and not give him three to forty carries a game, or more. In my there's, opinion. there's been no period where I haven't been fully confident in the Gophers' ability to run the football. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it just it's the same thing that seems to work no matter what. 
Yeah, it's a. I think the passing game has made strides, and like as someone who's like been hard on it when it's been bad, like I want to make sure I say that it's like, I think it's taking a step forward. But it's a shame to see. Uh, it, no offense to Jordan Newbin, but like I, I kind of wish I was seeing these carries go to Darius Taylor. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's really hard to evaluate what's what's really going on right now because you just don't have like your best. Like nothing is going well for you really anywhere, you know, and it's just all so hard and and you can't seem to figure it out, you know? Oh, definitely. Um, And then I'll touch on the last part of the team defense. I just, I was talking to my coworker about today because he's like, hey, what happened with the (laughs) uh, Purdue game? And I was like, uh, one of them was injuries to the linebackers. Is they're very thin there now, so I'd be I, again. I think Cody still has I think another year or two after this season. Mm-hmm. So having Cody back healthy, um, same with Maverick, Baranowski being back as well, and then obviously likely trial by fire for like our remain our younger linebackers coming in. Um, if they don't they'll, play, they'll hit the portal for one. They tried, yeah. they tried one this year and he hasn't been good. It's the first one they've really kind of like that hasn't worked out. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen. So I think they'll just go looking for a linebacker again and probably a safety. Yeah. To be honest I, I, I was going to mention that. Like, I think for sure PJ is going to hit PJ and the staff are going to hit the portal, especially for the linebacking position and safety. Um, but if you look at it, like now that I look at overall and like, you know, sequestering myself, like, okay, let's not think about like the bad stuff that happened. Cause like, again, recency bias, but sure. you look at overall, we do have talent on this team. It's just, that it hasn't executed, especially like winning a complete game all year. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's something to be excited about, cause like, I think we talked about already, PJ is not gonna get fired this year. I know some fans are checking a bit. Even my uncle's like, I think PJ was going to get fired. I'm like, ah, no, no, I don't think so. Like he, I pump the brakes, like I like, pump the brakes there. And then like, but, but going from there, I, we, I think we can be excited what the team can hold after this. I like, can like right now, injuries, um, and many other factors are coming into play, but obviously it's not an excuse for this season. Like we came in to try to at least fight for the West because this is the last year for that, for divisions. And it's not panning no, out the I way mean, we like, are. I wish we were having this talk like three weeks, you know, on, after like week three or four, when like, we're like, oh, so we know what's going on with this season. It's, it's been so up and down that we just like, like, it's hard to know, but this game is just such a gut punch. Definitely. Especially after the Illinois game, too. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> why Why does this keep happening, you know? And the thing with the Illinois game, it was a fun game. Yes, it was a roller coaster. But, like, especially, like, I think when we were down one point and we're on our 25, like, all we need to do is just get close enough for Dragon just to kick the damn ball <laughs> and take the win. <laughs> and it didn't happen that way. So. That's unfortunate. Um, like, the, like there's a lot of things that fell short this season. I will say that, but I think yeah, I think that's you know the point, right? Yep. Sorry, what I think Soup and I took a lot of the chunk of this podcast. Did you have anything else to mention? <laughs> like losing to Purdue takes a lot of the wind out of my sails. That's, and I know that there's positives to take away from the game. But it's just like one of those losses where it's like, where's the excuse? Like, you're the better team. No doubt, right? No. We didn't We didn't doubt that we have a better team than Purdue. You didn't lose by that much. Like, you were like five EPA, total EPA different. Like, they were just much more explosive. No, yeah, like, you. they... Sh- and by all means, they shouldn't have lost. And then just, like, the aspect of the team that we thought was the strongest just, like, really put an exclamation point on the fact that they're not 
as good as we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's... And I I, I don't want to take away from the fact that there's, there's positives to take away from this game. The receiving lo- room looks as good as they have all year. Um, obviously, the running backs weren't as prominent in this one, but, like, there's still a lot to believe in there. And, you know, the special teams actually held it together, but, like, that's just a tough loss to eat. Yeah. Like, and they and you could say they were unbelievably explosive all day, and we still only lost by 19. But you also lost by 19. Yep. Yep. I mean, you give you gave up almost 50 points, 600 yards of total offense. It's like 600 yards of total offense is like, how does that even happen against a team that's two and seven? I don't know. That's a great question. Because I'm thinking about the score that we lost to in that capacity was Michigan earlier this season. And obviously, besides the turmoil that they're going through. That's because they cheated, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But you think about it, top five team in the country, putting that much on you, like, I was expecting that, but not against a two-win Purdue, or at the time, a two-win Purdue team, now three-win. Dude, when Nicole Auerbach was tweeting about that news first breaking, I, like, replied to her tweet. It was, like, right after we got crushed. I was, like, vacate the win. <laughs> and I got, like, <laughs> a ton of likes win. on it. I was, like, that's why they beat my Gophers by 40. And then, like, I got, like, a ton of likes on it. It was just, I was just, like, oh, but wait, it might actually happen. And then Jim Harbaugh suspended. I don't know if we mentioned that last yeah. week. But... she my wrist. Oh, it hurts. But, yeah. Um, anything else to touch on with this, with this game? Sadness, pain. Yeah, but they knew that. Yeah. The listeners all know our pain at this point. <laughs> well, this game, well, the next game is this going to be more pain. I'm not going to watch it <laughs> coming up, but going into game 11, um, the Gophers play against uh, Ohio State, who's currently, I think they're still ranked number one in the country. Yep. Um, going into the betting numbers, Ohio State minus 27.5, over under at 49.5. I don't even know if I want to take them to cover. It's a lot of points, but I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, they just gave up 600 yards to Purdue. Who knows? Yeah, and how many yards? How many like, yards does Marvin Harrison have? That's that's my question. Like, are you talking about specifically how many yards do you expect him to have in this game? What's the betting line? I'm taking the over, whatever it is. You're taking I the. You... You're taking over forty nine and a half. Whatever, whatever his betting line is, I'm taking the over. I'm looking it up, up right now. Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, by the way, this game is going to be a two, no, a three p.m. kickoff airing on Big Ten Network. Uh, if you're planning to watch the game or listen on the radio through the Gopher Radio Network, I do want to mention that? Almost forgot. Um, he has a thousand sixty-three yards on the season and two touchdowns or twelve touchdowns. God, I wish I could find this prop bet just to see what it's at. I don't care what it is. Smash it. <laughs> There's no way that the prop can be less than like 120 yards, right? Smash. Smash. Like, the a prop bet on wide receiver receiving yards is almost never over 100 yards. Is his but touchdowns like, one and a half or less? Smash. <laughs> Would you not smash at two and a half? No. Would two. you? Would you still hazard a bet? I think he has like two, like two thirty <laughs> and two or something like that. I mean, during the last game against Michigan State, Marvin Harrison Jr. had one hundred forty-nine yards and two tutties. 
it's not going to be pretty. This is not going to be a good football game to watch. ESPN has a 97.1% favoring Ohio State. And they won out of the last five. Uh, Purdue 41 to 7, Penn State 20 to 12, Wisconsin 24 to 10, Rutgers 35 to 16, and Michigan State 38 to 3. This one might be ugly. Yep. It'll be kind of nice to watch, um, like Marvin Harrison Jr. though, like some semi closely because I'll probably watch the first half while eating wings with people so <laughs> you'll uh, probably be watching Marvison Har- Marvin Harrison Jr on Sundays so yeah but like as a bears fan who might actually have a shot at him it's exciting yeah like that's like that's the guy that like i would expect the bears to go get that's just my two cents on that but no, we can get into my my theory for the Bears off the pod. <laughs> that's probably fair. That that's that's an all day experiment right there. But going into the game though, um, uh, is it Kyle McCord? That's yes. Um, yeah. has been getting better as the season's sure. gone on. Um, hate that. Yeah, hate that. <laughs> <laughs> is. Uh, Emeka Buka and Marvin Harrison are both healthy, and, and it turns out uh, it's pretty nice to throw to them. Yes, so um, it'll be a, a very explosive and good offense, a uh, very great offense that we're facing. Um, so Joe Rossi defense will get cooked. But it'd be interesting to see how Wally and Newbin hold up in the secondary against you know, those guys, but we'll see. Doesn't matter. We saw what happened to Goolsby in North Carolina. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, not much to mention. <laughs> Defense is also good. You uh, can get Marvin Harrison Jr. at 6-1 to one right now to win the Heisman. That's uh, interesting. Pretty juicy. That's surprising. It's pretty juicy. Isn't Bo Nix, like, top runner right now for that yeah i don't know i think it's it's not caleb williams anymore i know that i don't i mean i don't think anyone's a shoe and i think marvin really is the best player so hopefully marvin gets it honestly though i'm, I'm kind of tired it's... of all the quarterbacks that's kept, kept there's, your, there's your tip sports betters six to one marvin harrison jr heisman trophy go get it but um going from there Anything else to touch on with this Ohio State team that we're playing on Saturday? <laughs> um, it's gonna hurt. I don't know. Like, I would like to see them like hang in there, like you know, put up a respectable fight. If the Gophers can even keep this within the spread, that's... Uh, good good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's genuinely unbelievable. Yeah, if they can keep this like a two-score game, I'll be surprised. Well, speaking right. of which, <laughs> let's get into predictions. So Griffin sent this prediction before uh, we aired uh, while he was in Sweden. Uh, he predicted, uh, well, we all predicted losses preseason. Um, I've already clinched. We've been yeah, over this. Yeah, I know. You clinched, but going into predictions here, Griffin says we'll lose. Oh, okay. No, keep going. Uh, 17 to 52 from Griffin. Um, so it looks like he's taking the over on that. But I think we're going to keep it closer, and we're going to lose 13 to 35. What's the total? Uh, 49 and a half over under. So I'm taking the under. Me, uh... Give me that. 17 to 34? All right. Sure. How about you, Wyatt? Um... I think they get a garbage time touchdown, you know? Then they're at like, they're at like 10 all game. I'll take... 
I'm gonna be a little bit kinder than Griff here, um, but not really. Um, let's go with forty-five to six. Dragon gets two field goals. Yeah, we're gonna go with with the field goals rather than the yeah you know touchdown missed extra point. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if this only doesn't get like two out of hand just because. Uh, Ohio State just sits all their good players at a certain point because they don't care about this game. So, very true. This game, does, this game does not matter because the next week they have Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at a certain point, they will just be like, we are going to keep our, you know, top-level talent off the field. We are going to be ready for Michigan. Minnesota is beneath us. Yeah, I mean, they'll you're be right. up at that point, like, you know, twenty one or like they'll be up like twenty four ten at that point, and just be like, all right, we're done here. We're gonna score like two more touchdowns now. We're gonna score two more touchdowns with our third string guys. Yakers, <laughs> especially a mobile QB. I don't know what's what. Uh, I don't know I'll mention it, but now, but for some reason our defense still can't cover a mobile QB. Because our linebackers are bad when they're, we've been over this. I know. <laughs> but all right, all right. Um, that's the recap for our, no, that's not recap. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, that's the preview for Ohio State. Time is a flat circle with this team. It's fine. But other than that, um, just some quick news dumps. Um, this the past... Jim Harbaugh stuff is weird. The Jim Harbaugh stuff is so weird right now. Oh, do you want to share it to the audience? I just mean like the coach like crying and like like acting like Jim Harbaugh is like dead and they like dedicating this game to him when they were like caught cheating. Oh yeah, the post game <laughs> last like week. It's like the weirdest thing. It's like they're all like pretending like they've been so wrong and it's like what nobody what are you guys doing? It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jimbo Fisher got fired, and he has like what seventy five to seventy seven million that they're gonna pay him out with, with for the next few years. Woo! So he's getting the bag. <laughs> yeah, getting I don't... The for not coaching, which is the same thing that happened with Scott Frost. Yep. Yeah. And Matt Rule's still getting paid by the Panthers. Is he though, or I thought that guy another five? He got another coaching job, right? Like as a head coach. Or am I wrong? I, I think he still had a certain amount of money that was guaranteed that they were just going to lump some out, though. Got it. Um, then other than that, I, oh, I will... like I don't no no complaining about NIL, you know, to the weird people out there, right? Like, yeah. look at this Jimbo Fisher thing, Scott Frost, Matt Rule. Look at all these coaches who make all this money to be not good. So. All these coaches who make all these money to be not good and then complain about the fact that players can make money. Oh, yeah. yep. Yeah. Looking at you, Dabo Sweeney. Dabo, Mr. <laughs> I will quit football if players are paid Sweeney. It's just... Oh, man. Dabo Sweeney pisses me off now. Yeah. He used to piss me off a little back then, but now he just pissed me off even more, especially with the current climate of college football. But yeah. <laughs> Did you see AM gave Jimbo a blank national trophy plaque? I, I did see that. When they first hired him in 2018. They did? They're, what? And they're like, you have to put the date on it, though. Like, they already printed one up and had it blank and just like gave it to him at the opening ceremony. My goodness. They were so convinced they were going to win a national title. Yeah. So was Desmond Howard that one year. Yeah. That was funny. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Man, I wonder if PJ would have done that with like a Big Ten West plaque. <laughs> oh, co-champions. Co-champions. 2019. Now, just, now, it just, now it just says co-champions 2019. Hang your hat on that. Nice. Oh, uh, some uh, more Gopher-related uh, news dump. Uh, last week, the Gophers split their series with Michigan, winning on Friday night, coming back, That's winning fine. 4-3. And then 
tying with um two to two, but losing to the shootout. So that's fine. Michigan got the extra point for conference play. Um, basketball played well. I was gonna say, can we talk about the 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 best team in Gopherland right now, oh, which is I was say, somehow men's healthy. basketball? My guy Parker Fox, shout out you. He he's healthy. Healthy, we we'll take it. <laughs> Like this is this is an undefeated Gopher basketball team. Yeah. They're fun, huh? They're, they're they're like they're not gonna stay undefeated, I don't think. But they're there's there's something. Yeah, they're fun. You you can say it. It's okay. They're sort of you know rowdy and it's gonna be interesting to watch. You Minnesota fans are so scared. So scared. <laughs> you miss. They are miss. fun. Take it from someone who's been just nothing but sad when it comes to, like, football fandom, you know, my life. Just appreciate what you have in front of you. Yeah. The grass isn't always greener. That's true. Women's basketball hey, we... also doing well. Yeah, they good. lit it up their first game, too. It was crazy. Can we talk about Boye Mafe? Oh, oh yes. Seahawks franchise records? Yes. Yeah, the, the the greatest player in Seattle apparently. Yeah, I mean, well, these guys <laughs> play pretty well too, but yeah. Yeah. Boye is doing very guy. well, and Tweezy is doing very cool thing, great things at Tampa Bay as well. Yeah. Um. Oh, Tanner Morgan got cut from the practice squad again. <laughs> I'm not sure. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> Is Blake Cashman still having himself a decent season? Yeah, with the Texans. Mm-hmm. He's like an impact keep, player for them. Keep it up. Keep it up, my guy. Blake cashing those checks, that's for sure. Honestly, he is, yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, a lot of our former Gophers doing well in the NFL. Good for them. Trying to, I need, I'm trying to rattle them out. So Tweezy is still in there. Blake Cashman, uh, Devondre Campbell. Uh, uh, tea time just sat this past week for the Bears, I believe. He's he's got mono. Oh, oh, he's sick. Okay, yeah. I I wasn't, I was confused he's had why mono he's back for like so. a month. Rip. Yeah, he was like pushing for CB two reps though when he was healthy. So. Well, well I, I don't. Tea time I don't think Mono is going to be the same, you know, as an injury when he comes back. I don't think yeah. it's going to have the same limitations. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, Rashad Bateman, that. Daniel Falele. Oh, did Daniel play? No, nah, but he's good depth for them. Yeah. Let's see who else. Carter Coughlin still with the Giants. Yep. Not much to talk about if you're a Giant, though. Yeah. Tommy DeVito. Oh yeah, <laughs> Illinois legend. Illinois legend Tommy DeVito. He got that dirty look from. Uh, I don't know if I saw the picture swirling around from the broadcast. Like Brian Dayball is like looking at him, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> They're excited that he threw for eighty-six total yards. <laughs> yeah, that's the situation over there. Is something else. It is not good. I'll tell you that. We can see the same for there, Arizona, too. <laughs> there have to be better quarterbacks on the market than Tommy DeVito. Hey, I'm just being happy that we walked away. do they want to with... pay them? They just paid Daniel Jones a ton of money. Oh, uh, true. I'm just happy that the Vikings won, that, won out on that trade with the Cardinals, only trading a sixth for Josh Dobbs and a seventh. And yeah. we're on a wild ride, 2-0 with him. Right now, six and four. Seven. Right now, currently seventh seed in the if the playoffs ended today. So I am enjoying this ride. We're having fun. We're having fun here. Unlike Griffin on our group chat today. How was your first game? <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, for our listeners and viewers, um, last this past Sunday was my first NFL game as a fan. Because you think about it. Super Bowl didn't really count, <laughs> and all the oh. other NFL games didn't really count because we were performing at halftime, and was we were always in like the switchbacks or tunnel, never 
getting a chance to watch the actual game. You don't actually get to see anything. Yeah. yeah. So annoying. yeah, I don't think I watched a single snap of that entire Super Bowl. <laughs> we had the radios to, to listen in on that, but nope. No, it was a good game. Um, getting actually being doing the skull chant, actually sitting there, uh, standing there and doing it, watching the game. I was like, you know, Josh Dobbs scores his like uh, throwing and rushing touchdown that game. It was a fun time. Um. And then also seeing the skull line as well. We we know some guys in the in, in that group in that group there. So shout out to them and hooking me and my girlfriend up with tickets. Uh, looking at you, Ryan Matuzic. Hopefully you're listening. <laughs> Love to you. But other than if that, not, you're dead to him. <laughs> but other than that, it was a great time, and um, my wallet still hurts from buying stadium food. If I have to say that. Oh, Probably not God, the only why did thing. You do that? Because we were hungry, <laughs> but we we treated ourselves afterwards after the win and went to Hong Kong Noodle for some good Chinese. Oh food. yeah! If you guys didn't know as well, um, that block I know I think Hong Kong Noodle might be staying, but I don't know. You guys heard about that was those two buildings where that Kung Fu Tea and Caribou is. So the building across from them is getting torn down. So the one that. European wax, sport clips, and that Chinese restaurant are now gone. Kowloon is gone. Kowloon is gone. That building's going to be torn no. down. Don't, it came back from the fire, and now this? No. Yeah. And then the building oh, across. That's so with, tragic. And then the building across on Mesa Pizza is gone. Um, and Caribou, Kung Fu Tea, and Burger King are still there, but they're slated for, I think, later next year to also be leaving and or closing shop and that building is going to be torn down and i just don't know if that liquor shop and um kung fu tea no not kung fu tea uh kong kong noodle will be there still i haven't confirmed with the workers or owners yet but from the for the word is they're building new apartments in that general lot good just what we need yeah so poor kowloon is gone um, are they gonna be overpriced yeah. Hold Shitty on, I got the I got units. the inside scoop on that that I can tell you guys off the pod. Oh, okay. Okay, but yeah, end it, end it, end yeah, it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll end the pod here. But everyone, thank you so much for listening and watching Opa Podcast. Uh, sorry, it was all mostly sad, um, including the changes in Stadium Village. But um, we'll see you guys next week to recap Ohio State, but also preview um, our last game of the season against our rival the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, fuck the Badgers. But other than that, we'll see you guys next time. I'm one of your hosts, Jason O, along with Soup. Uh, sadness. And Wyatt.